Welcome all. You're listening to the MLTI podcast, Teaching with Tech. We are your hosts, the MLTI ambassador team at the Maine Department of Education. We are here to support Maine educators by building a network focused on authentic voices, experiences, and technology integration. Hello and welcome to the MLTI podcast, Teaching with Tech. My name is Joshua Schmidt, and I will be your host for today's episode. And my name is Chris Beckwith, and I will also be your host for this episode. As you can see, we're trying something a little different with hosting today, and that's because we're also trying something a little different with today's episode at large. Our topic this month is teacher wellness. Frequently, when talking about technology and health, the conversation is about the potential risks associated with overuse of technology or ways to reduce screen time. This episode looks specifically at how different technology tools can be helpful instead of detrimental. We have teams talking about how artificial intelligence can help with organization, how tech tools can assist with physical well-being, and the role of classroom environment in relation to both student and teacher wellness. Chris and I will also be talking about a topic that is near and dear to our hearts, virtual reality and augmented reality, and how those tools can be beneficial in a variety of ways. John Graham, who is the digital learning specialist on the Learning Through Technology team, also interviews Susan Berry, who is the health education and health promotion specialist here at the Maine Department of Education. She talks about an upcoming Winter Wellness Summit, which is an annual event that started in 1985. Susan also details the many ways that educators can engage with health and wellness through digital tools, apps, websites, and special programs. We are hopeful today's episode gives you a well-rounded picture of some of the ways that technology can be a helpful tool for both physical and mental well-being. If you're an educator in Maine who's wondering how the MLTI or Learning Through Technology teams can support you or your school, especially in regard to providing high-quality professional development centered around technology integration, please contact us at doe-ltt at maine.gov. All right, so today we're going to talk about teacher wellness with AI tools for productivity. And I don't know about you, Martha, but when I am planned and ready to go and my week is all set, things feel good and I just feel like I have control over my wellness and my mental health and all of that when I'm when I'm ready to go. What do you think? Oh, I definitely agree, Nicole. When I go into a professional development session, or classroom and my thoughts and tools and content are organized, I feel much more at ease and ready to be my best self for my colleagues and students. I'm looking for tools that help create kind of an infrastructure or organized space for my content. And trust me, I'll take all the help I can get with organization for my own mental health and wellness. Absolutely. We're going to look at four different tools today. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start with Magic School. So again, we talked about before how ready, prepared, you're good to go. Magic School is going to help you do that. There's 60 plus tools in there. And I think we've all, there's been a couple of us 
ambassadors that have mentioned it before, but it's definitely worth checking out. There's a free version. There's a lesson planner in there. So you can go in, pop in your grade level, pop in your standards, and then it will produce a lesson about what you want it to do. You can talk back and forth with their large language model, which is Reina, and really get some ideas to then make it yours. And not only lesson plans, but you've got behavior intervention tools. You've got IEP tools. There's lab generators. There's story problems. So it's definitely one to check out to help with your productivity. What do you have for us, Martha? Well, I'm going to talk about edu8.ai. And like Magic School, it is a huge resource hub, has over a hundred resource types to choose from to create instructional material. Teachers can create a syllabus, discussion prompts, so much more. It also helps with writing emails and making lists. You can change the materials you've created into 15 different languages. In addition to that content creator, the site also features a teaching assistant, a feedback bot, a assessment builder. It's user-friendly and there is support if you have questions or suggestions. I just used it to help me create a super fun escape room for third graders in a matter of minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, that one's on my list. I've played with it a tiny bit, but I definitely want to check it out a little bit more. My second tool that I'm going to share with you is called Goblin Tools, and this will help you with some organization. What I like about it is there's what you call like a magic to do. And basically what you can do is you can put the task in there that you want to do, and it'll break it down in steps. So this is a tool not only that will help teachers, but also in the classroom for those kids that really have a hard time breaking down things. It also has kind of its version of, you know, a large large language model with formalizing something. So it can take something where you, you put something in and then it'll formalize it and make it a little bit more professional. Or, you know, they've got a couple different options here. It says, you know, you can make it less snarky or more formal, so less emotional. So there's a lot of different things on here that you can do with that tool. And then I like this one too, is there's, there's a tool called the judge on this and, and you can enter something and it says, am I misreading the tone of this, which I find interesting. There's an estimator where you literally put in a task or an activity and it'll tell you like how long they think it's going to take. And then you've got a compile so you can take and do a brain dump in this and just put all kinds of thoughts and then it'll organize things out. And so there's a lot of tools in here. And then of course, if you need something just for yourself, there is uh, what am I having for lunch? And they call it the chef and you write the ingredients you have and it will give you, you know, something for lunch. Certainly a few things in there I want to check out like that magic list because I'm always looking for the small pieces that it takes to make a project work. So that would work really well for me. Lately, I've been looking at some Chrome extensions that uh, this field has just blossomed, the AI Chrome extensions. And I'm looking at a couple that I think are really interesting. One is called Brisk, which is a teaching assistant. And I'm really excited about it. It quickly changes reading levels of articles 
with just a click. And it can also generate personalized curriculum based on website or document. So it can generate a quiz for you based off PDF. It can generate a study plan based on a textbook. So it's it's really exciting. It also, after students submit written work, it works really well with Google Classroom. It can give you like an overview of the class, where the class has done well, where it hasn't done so well, where it needs some improvement. And it even suggests reteaching plans, lesson plans for you. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, another Chrome extension that I was looking at was Merlin. And I have heard so much about Merlin, I had to investigate it. It really saves you time by summarizing contents on web pages and YouTube videos. And it gives you timestamps on YouTube videos, which I always find really important. If it's, if it's outlining the summary, it's also just a click away to get right to, right to that spot. So I like that. And then it also has a chat bot on every website that you go to, whether it's Gmail and you can say, write a short reply to this email and it will do it for you. Of course, you're going <laughs> to edit it in your own voice before you hit the send button. No, I like that part of it. Absolutely. We always have to keep the human in the loop. So you've got a lot of tools here that can help with product productivity and really feel like, okay, I'm ready for the week. I'm ready to go. And I think one of the things that I'll will leave you with is that when you're using or picking these tools, because there are a lot of them out there, make sure it's purposeful. Pick something that works for you. Start with one and then go from there and just kind of get used to it. They will help you and it's going to make education more sustainable. Wow, that was great listening to Martha and Nicole talk about AI tools for organization. Always good stuff from those folks. Hi, everybody. My name's Jeff Ireland. I am a year one MLTI ambassador, and I am here with my friend, AJ. Hey, AJ. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? I'm also a year one ambassador and happy to be hanging out with you. Yeah, as always. So AJ and I are here to chat with everybody about uh, using some tech tools to promote physical well-being. It's always important to think about uh, making sure that you connect with your doctor or your physician to make sure before you start any kind of physical wellness routine that everything is going okay. So it's a good idea to do that because AJ and I are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So we want to make sure that uh, everybody's okay when we start that. So AJ, uh, you want to jump in and, and share a little bit about the tech tool you use to help with physical well-being? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. You know, I'm all about free and I think teachers resonate with free. So when I look for a tech tool, I try to find one that's as helpful as possible with as little money as possible coming out of my pocket. So the one that I use a lot is just the one that comes on my iPhone. It's the, you know, the health app. It's that little icon with the heart on it. And that app actually is, it's, it's a lot more powerful than I ever thought it was. I mean, I used to use it basically as a pedometer and it would be in my pocket when I'd walk and 
at the end of the day, you can kind of see how many steps you've taken. But as I got deeper into it, I went down at the bottom of it, there's this little browse button. And there are, I mean, over 12 or 15 different things that it can monitor or help you with. Now, a lot of these things, you there are external apps that you would connect to your health app. But this is kind of like a spot to go check on those apps and what they're recording for you. But we're talking, you know, take care of your heart, mindfulness, mobility, nutrition, even sleep, which is kind of cool. The walking one, if, if you really get deep into the walking one, it can tell if you have two feet on the ground, like it knows when you kind of like pause or if you have a limp or how fast you're walking. And, you know, so it's not just steps. So it's a little strange to think it's getting all this information and how it figures this out, but it's quite interesting. The one that I really love, actually, my son showed me, I didn't even know it was there, is one about your hearing, but there's a spot where you can actually set your level on your headphones so it can't go to a cer above a certain decibel, which is kind of cool. So even though you crank on your volume, it will never go above a certain decibel, so you can never like blow your eardrums out. And I thought that was amazing. I thought that was pretty cool. And so I've set that up for myself. But I don't know if you've seen the app or if you use a different one. I know that Google Fit is one that's for an Android. I don't know much about that one, but I do know that that's kind of their version of this health app. That sounds cool. Interesting. They can tell if I'm limping or playing my music too loud. There's a good chance I'm doing both on any given day. So, Or maybe that's just how we dance, right? You know? Yeah, for sure. So I've been using an app. It's put out by MEA Benefits Trust, and it's called Virgin Pulse. It's like yours, AJ. It's free. And I think that's huge, especially for educators. But what's really cool about this app, it, it does a lot of the things that you were suggesting about keeping track of different things for yourself. But this one, you can actually earn money and you can earn uh, up to $62.50 per quarter. So that's $250 a year you can earn and transfer that to different gift cards. So what's better than that? I track all kinds of things, again, like my number of steps that transitions to cash, healthy habits, how, like what you were saying, how's my sleep going, my nutrition, am I getting in enough exercise? Am I paying attention too much to my phone? Am, am I taking uh, the necessary breaks from screen time? All of that can be tracked. It offers all kinds of great food advice and recipes. I use it almost every day and I feel like I've only scratched the surface. It's something that is available to anybody who has an Anthem health plan. And it's also available, I believe, to their families as well. So you can challenge other people who are on the program. And like I said, it's free. So it's a no-brainer for me. You can join by going to www.join.virginbolts.com. We'll put it in the show notes. So if you want to, if you want to jump on and try that, you can find that link there. Um, but there is a lot of free stuff out there for people to be able to help keep track of their physical wellness. Cause I don't know about you, AJ, but my physical wellness is pretty directly tied to my emotional wellness. Oh, absolutely. Real quick. I, you said MEA. So do you have to be a member of the MEA to 
to join this or not? No, that's a great question. I don't believe you do. I don't think you have to be a member of the teachers union. I'm not a member of the teachers union and I'm still able to, to use this. So great, great clarified question. I think you do have to have an Anthem health plan in order to participate in that and know the districts, our central office in our district loves for us to participate in this because it's, it's good to have healthy teachers, both physically and emotionally. So. Yeah. And I would say that if you're mentally and physically healthy, you're going to be in the classroom more often and not be out. So that's healthier environment for the students getting their teachers to be there more often and engaged and excited to be there. So that's awesome, Jeff. Yeah. Great connection. It is healthy teachers make for a better school system for sure. So thanks for sharing that app with us. And I look forward to hearing more from, from our fellow colleagues about other things related to tech and, and teacher well-being. I am here with my colleague, Susan Barry, to talk about all things wellness at the Maine Department of Education. Thanks, John. My name is Susan Barry. I am the Health Education and Health Promotional Specialist here at the Maine Department of Education. And what that means is I have one half that works around health education and curriculum for students and professional development for teachers of health education. And then my other hat is health promotion for staff as well as for students and talking about healthy school environments and practices to maintain um, personal health and well-being as well as professional health and well-being. I'm a member of the Office of School and Student Supports, and our mission is that we strive to make sure that schools are inclusive, healthy, safe, and supportive communities where every student thrives, that the team endeavors to coordinate resources and programs that promote equitable, psychosocial, physically, and environmentally healthy school communities for all. And within the Office of School and Student Supports, I am on the coordinated school health team and we work to foster healthy school and inclusive work and learning environments, promoting health and physical literacy through health education and physical education, and improving access to healthcare services and resources for all, including health promotion and wellness. So that's kind of the overarching piece of who I am and what I do and where I live within the Department of Education. I have been with the department for over 20 years working in the area of health promotion and wellness. The program we have called the Maine School Site Health Promotion Program, or the Maine School Site Wellness, as it's been shortened up to, is has been in place since 1985. And it's a program that works annually to support school staff. The program provides support throughout the school year, but we've had meetings for people face-to-face. -face. We now do virtual meetings that people can come together and talk and support one another another and different areas and regions. And we still are hosting an annual event that I'm going to talk about in just a moment. But another piece that we do on a regular basis is we have a newsletter that goes out. It's called the Wellness Times. And it just has tips and tidbits about health promotion and well-being. Folks can sign up for the Wellness Times by going to the Maine Department of Education's DOE newsroom and go to the subscription section, scroll down, and you'll see the Wellness Times listed there. 
people can also email me directly, susan.berry at maine.gov, and I can add you to my distribution list. And if we have anything specific go out, it will be shared um, among all those folks that are signed up with me. So one of the things folks can sign up for is the Winter Wellness Summit, which is coming up on January 25th and 26th, being held at the Samoset. We used to have the wellness conference after 30 years of having the conference. We've evolved to having a two-day summit, and we started that back in, I believe it was 2017 or 18. We had three of those events. Then in 2020, we went to Samoset for a midwinter break, which people loved. Then COVID hit, so we had to take a couple of years off from a face-to-face -face event. And we came back last year with our one-day summit, and this year we're having our two-day summit again. We have amazing keynote speakers. We have Brian Luke's Seward, who is coming from Colorado. He is a guru in meditation and getting outside, stress management, the importance of nature in our life to help balance us. Uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, in our personal and our professional lives. Then we're going to have a variety of wellness activities and wellness sessions that people can actually become involved in and then be able to take back and replicate in their school districts as part of an action plan. We have Emily Daniels from The Regulated Classroom. Many people are familiar with her as she's been doing a number of workshops across the state and has some more coming up. Rashid's going to spend some time with us on the morning of the second day. We're going to have roundtables with over 20 people coming to tell us about different programs that could be put into an action plan locally. Then we will wrap up with a fabulous edutainer, Jana Stanfield, um, who will send us off with a great message and feeling really positive. And it's an awesome opportunity for networking with other people taking some time to refresh and rejuvenate, re-energize. So I hope that folks can join us. It's only $150 for two days at the Samoset. That includes meals and all the programming. Rooms are at a discounted rate at the Samoset. But if anybody wants information on that, they can go to the main DOE newsroom or go to my website, which is the Employee Health and Wellness website. I want to just give kudos. I work with a team of 10 people who represent different factions of a school. I, have, I work with some teachers, ed, an adult education director, folks that work in nutrition, uh, health promotion. We have school nutrition, school health represented. All these folks come together. The MEA Benefits Trust is part of our program so that we all work to develop this program and support folks. So please come again. It's January 25th and 26th at the Samoset and wonderful opportunity to get refreshed and learn lots of great information and learn how to establish a school wellness team. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for all of this information and all of these resources and hopefully people will heed your wise words and take care of themselves in the new year. <laughs>
I hope so, because yes, it's at the time that we all are quite inclined to want to reset and reboot in January. I think that's part of why we have our summit in January is that people are ready for a little bit of a reboot and to go back. People who work in school systems, all school personnel need to take care of themselves in order to enhance their ability to take care of the students that they are in charge of in their environment. And creating a healthy, safe environment is part of that, where they feel the climate is welcoming and promoting their health and wellness, shows caring for their health and wellness, and then they can do the same thing for their students. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is Tracy Williamson and Donna Netzer, and we're talking a little bit about how you can create an environment in your classroom for wellness. We're talking about hitting all those senses and how tech can help create that environment, too. And this is in, in terms of like from a teacher perspective, because you were saying before, like a teacher needs to be full of wellness and feel good in their environment before students can feel the same. Yeah. So that idea of creating your space so that it's something that works for you, supports you, gives you that kind of um, availability to draw from in a positive manner through your senses is very important um, for wellness. And it's oftentimes overlooked. It's not thought about. Yeah. We just kind of jump into the classroom and kind of run and don't even think about these things. So when you think about your senses, you typically think about those five major senses that everyone talks about. So you can think about visually looking at things, having things within sight that are uh, something that bring you joy. You can talk about texture of things or comfort. You can think about things with taste, like I like to keep hard candy at something that I really enjoy so that you can um, use that to kind of find your own peace and, and wellness at times. Smells can be a little bit tricky, but as long as it's something maybe like a hand lotion and you can be the only one to smell it, or I've used diffusers that go on your wrist or as a necklace, you can think about those senses as being something that you can um, provide some input that's just comforting to you. I think and another important thing to think about is the sound in your environment. Speaking of things we don't really think about, there's so many sounds around us all the time that we're not even realizing like the the hums of electricity or of your technology in the room or uh, sounds outside or ha things happening in the hallway so you can use various tools to kind of help with that whether it's like maybe a white noise machine or just using music as an entry tool so to set the the mood as students are entering the room or even before the students get there, you can play a certain music for yourself to get you into a certain mood. And then you can also use different kinds of music for different activities. If you've got a, like a, a really fun, exciting activity, you can use some, some fun music to, to really create that feel. Or if you want kids to settle down a little bit, you can play something a little more mellow. And then um, there, one of my colleagues turned me on to using a meditation chime for transitions between activities, which, you know, I have the physical chime, but you could also find a sound on your device that would work in the same kind of way. So all of these different sounds are really effective in creating that environment and that feeling of wellness within yourself and your, your classroom. 
And so when you think about that, we, we think about the five major senses, which we already talked about, but there are some um, lesser thought of sensory Im input. So just like how you're positioned in your room, you, how you set up your desk and your your chair that you sit in, those types of things are important as well. Um, if you need to have something to lift your, your legs up. Also being able to have input like heel to toe stretches or some sort of uh, movement built into what you do on a regular basis. And your feelings, all of that kind of emotional piece of it is part of your wellness too. I remember going through college and them saying, you know, leave everything at the door while we're humans and we need to, you know, know those feelings are there, be able to, uh, do what we feel is best in order to mitigate those uh, wellness pieces throughout our day. We can't just wait for them to be at home either. We need to have something at the ready to be able to create that space and change the space as needed throughout our day at school. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I learned recently just how good it feels to just stop and just take some deep breaths, just kind of focus on your breathing. It can really ground you and get you ready for the next big events, the next thing happening. Absolutely. That idea of mindfulness and, and knowing where you are and what you're doing and yes, ground yourself in those moments. And it's an unsung hero for your classroom too, to be able to like model that for students and lead your classroom in activities that would help make the environment change. And don't be afraid to like stop things and say, we need a shift right now. Let's shift our environment and then move on. Yes, absolutely. So if anyone would like to learn a bit, little bit more about this, please reach out and we would be more than happy to talk with you and work with you. Chris and I are back to talk about augmented reality and virtual reality and the role that those technologies serve in balancing physical and mental wellness. So Chris, let's go right to you. Can you talk to us a little bit about your, some of your favorite VR tools and how those are beneficial? Thanks, Josh. Yes, I am super excited about this, which started as a hobby for me when we were all home in isolation during the pandemic. I got my first VR headset, and it didn't take long to realize the applications there for fitness as I was working up a sweat doing games, and this is coming from someone who denounces physical activity. Uh, so games like we've all heard of Beat Saber, and uh, there's a similar one, Synth Riders, which are kind of rhythmic uh, fitness games where you're moving to a, to a song uh, those are those are kind of obvious examples. Uh, then there are other ones. There's a you can do archery fitness games. There's one called Hollow Point, where you're uh, shooting arrows at targets and dodging shots that come at you. It's it can be done in a in a classroom with kids. There's no blood and guts, and there's there's it's not there's no violence with it. It's all uh, very pixely animated, but, but you cannot play those games without getting out of breath and, and working up a sweat. It's an amazing to explore the experiences that can help you relax in VR. Some people panic when they see VR because they're, they're just afraid of all the scary things. They hear about people walking the plank at, at 80 stories high. 
uh, and, and horror jump scares, but it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to go on a roller coaster. You could sit on a peaceful lakeside and do an oil painting in apps like Painting VR or Vermilion. You can sculpt pottery with, with a pottery app. There's uh, 3D puzzle games where you're, you put down the controllers and you're just grabbing shapes with your hands while relaxing classical music is playing and you're putting these shapes together. Or you could sit on a boat in a lake and you're casting and, and, and fishing for the day in different realistic locations. You, when you're in this, in this setup, like you're there and you're away from the problems of the world and it's an amazing, an, an amazing opportunity to, to relax mentally. When you talk about people who heard the horror stories of walking the plank and stuff, I'm definitely in that group of people. And that's one of the reasons why my first exploration was actually more in the augmented reality side, frequently using a mobile device. And what I have been amazed when I've learned about both AR tools and VR tools is how social they can be, that I, I kind of viewed them as isolating. But right now, two of my favorite tools are actually ones that I use with my four-year-old son, um, there's Skyview, which allows you to see different constellations in the sky. He loves being able to find Jupiter every night because it's really easy to identify. And so we pull out the app to make sure that we're actually identifying the right planets, which is really fun. And then when we were reading uh, The Very Hungry Caterpillar over the summer, there is a Very Hungry Caterpillar AR game that you can go through and kind of experience a little bit of what's going on in the book. But once again, instead of being isolating, we took the phone out to the backyard together and we're able to do that socially. Now that I've started to have a more open mind around VR tools, I actually think a lot about the relaxation apps and meditation is one of the first ones that really jumps out to me that not only you know do you have the ability to kind of like be centered in that environment, you can pick whatever environment you wanna to go to. And I think that's a really powerful tool that you might not be able to do otherwise. You're right that some of those meditation apps are incredible. And people that are concerned about motion sickness, it, it doesn't often, it doesn't seem to rear its head in these meditation apps. It, those are more when there's a lot of movement involved. There are apps, they're rated by comfort level. And so, so these meditation apps are, are rated like severe, extremely comfortable where you're, you're very unlikely to have any any sort of vertigo or, or motion sickness, you mentioned it being a like the the social benefits of it, um, not so much relaxing. One app that is a, an amazing social experience is something called, entertainingly enough, keep talking and nobody explodes, and your your goal there. One kid is in VR. They've got the headset on and they're sitting in front of a a bomb that they have to defuse. And they don't know what to do with the bomb. They, they can see all the components. They don't know what to do. And the rest of the class has access to the bomb diffusion manual. And that's all offline. They can, you could print out a copy or they can go to the website, just look at it. But they're not in VR for that. So, so they, it requires both parties to communicate effectively with each other and articulate how to defuse that bomb. They, it requires listening skills. It requires speaking skills. And when I've done it with classes, it's always exciting to see which kids kind of rise to the leadership role and where they normally would not have. But something like that is a, is a great team building uh, 
just a good social experience. Well, and we wanted to close with talking about how, you know, Chris and I talk about these tools a lot and we work with teachers who are trying to utilize these tools to their best advantage. It can be a little bit intimidating, especially early on, how to maximize the resource that you have and what are the ways of, I only have, you know, two VR headsets. How can I make everyone in the class be involved? Chris and I and the rest of the MLTI ambassador team would love to work with teachers who are interested in utilizing VR, AR, any other tools that fall within that extended reality sphere and see how you can best maximize the benefit uh, for your students in your classroom. Thank you to everyone who joined us in today's episode. This format was new for us, and we would love to hear your feedback on this episode or give us ideas for future episodes as well. The MLTI Ambassador Team is also out and about this month, covering a wide range of topics ranging from teacher wellness, AI integration, digital citizenship, and many others. These PD offers can be in-person, fully virtual, or a hybrid model, whatever works best for you and your staff. Please keep in mind that our schedules can fill up fast at this time of year, so don't hesitate to reach out to the team and see how we can support you. If you're looking for high-quality professional development and support, whether from the MLTI or learning through technology teams here at the Maine Department of Education, contact us at doe-ltt at maine.gov to learn more. And we can't leave without mentioning our two student conferences this year. While the registrations for the virtual conference on March 7th have technically closed, definitely contact the team if you would like to attend. And the in-person conference on May 23rd has registrations open until March 29th. We will make sure to include a link to the registrations and information in the show notes. And in the spirit of today's topic, we'll close with the question, What is a teacher's favorite type of exercise? A grammar walk. Class dismissed.